When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. My name is Chris Williams. I'll be joined by Brent Bloom here momentarily. I want to thank our presenting sponsor, Mechdyne. You can check them out at mechdyne.com, M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. They are a collection of technology companies that remove obstacles to insight and understanding. Let me tell you a little bit more about what they do. Basically, what don't they do? Software services, engineered displayed structures, network infrastructure and building security. They do it all. The Iowa State football facility, the Stark Performance Center, all of that. Uh, you, you see the graphics and, and all the good stuff lit up at night. That is a Mechdyne product. These are proud Iowa Staters. They love hiring Iowa Staters. They hire more than just engineers. You can be a marketing professional. You can be an IT. You can even be an intern. Maybe you're an Iowa State student wanting to get a start in engineering or the IT world. This would be a great opportunity for you. MacDine.com, where you can check out their careers page. Iowa State had a big win against Oklahoma State on Saturday. We'll talk about that coming up. I also want to thank our friends at... Kelderman Manufacturing. I was actually watching some football with Jeff Kelderman on Saturday, and we were waiting for this potential storm to roll in, where I said to Jeff, I was like, so wait a minute, this down corn reel that we're always promoting on the podcast, this could potentially be a big day for a down corn reel. And he goes, yep, this is what we're here for. Uh, Now, luckily, Iowa State in the game, Didn't get a lot of that win, but I know some folks to the north did. Remember this, if you are a farmer, if you're in the world of agriculture, our friends at Kelderman Manufacturing and their down corn reel that they've had since 1977, and uh, they can save you a lot of money when that corn goes down due to high winds, hail, whatever. Kelderman.com, remember them this harvest season for any issues that you might have. With that... Let's bring in some English, and let's bring in our friend, Brent Bloom. Horns. Welcome to the pod. Fun pod tonight. We'll take it. Fun is good. Fun is good. Great weekend. We did not get interrupted by the weather, which was like the greatest upset of the <laughs> it was unbelievable weekend in college football. 
It was a great weekend. And here we go. <laughs> that is a World War II air raid siren. Found on the uh, interwebs. That. So here's the truth. When Hal Mummy and Mike Leach get the job at Valdosta State in, what was it, 1996 or 94? Yeah. Levi Lesson, they go there. Leach has been pressing Mummy to put a name on this offense that he's inventing. Okay. And Leach loved um, Air Raid for a while. Mummy didn't really care. Like, Leach was kind of the brains behind the, like, marketing he needed, of it. He needed a name for it. There was a player at Valdosta State who... The Continental. Oh, sorry. Um, there was a player at Valdosta State whose dad owned an air raid siren. And this guy was... <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. This is the God's honest truth of how it came to be. And this guy at Valdosta, Georgia... Every time they started scoring touchdowns, he would, would start playing this siren. So then, like, opposing teams start complaining about it and stuff. As they should. So it gets kicked out of the stadium. <laughs> this is the best part. So they take it across the street. <laughs> and they're listening to the broadcast. And every time Valdosta would score a touchdown, they'd play this damn siren. Across the street? Yes. You could still hear it? Oh, man. So that's how the actual name Air Raid was born, because I, of this guy and his World War II Air Raid siren. I have to say, I never knew that. <laughs> and now it's come to Ames. <laughs> well. <laughs> kind of. The fact that <laughs> Iowa State throws for 350, and then, uh, and then this morning they come out with a tweet that has backed Daniel Jackson and Jalen Knoll with the caption, Air Raid. Was not coincidental. That cannot be coincidental. It was one of the great moments of my life. <laughs> this, the staff say a lot of things. Uh, they I, are in tune with the internet. I put it right there with the birth of my children. I don't blame you. Honestly, there's four moments in my life that I believe are, are pinnacle moments for me. <laughs> Cammy and Elise being born. It's a good top two. The Minneapolis miracle <laughs> being there. And this morning when I'm packing up my camper... And Iowa State tweets out a reference to Air Raid with the football program. It, it was not coincidental. That is amazing. What a day. It was just, good it was stuff. nice. Yeah, good it was day. just a good, everybody good, deserved solid, that day. fun day for everybody involved. And it was, the weather held out, which was great. Really a nice day. I, was I thought the crowd was really good. Tell my friend who, Ryan Hillary, who we hang out with, you know, and like that was the best weather we've had for a yeah. game in a long time I, this year's been pretty good that first one was hot but like yesterday was perfect because it was like breezy and overcast and like just just a beautiful day yeah i'm the idiot who didn't bring my tent because i thought it'd be a washout and ended up being a really good tailgate <sighs> well you're probably pretty smart because i actually was looking around about two hours before kick it looked a little dicey yeah I was like, and I, I was checking the radar and i was looking around and, and i'm an rv owner so i think about it a little bit differently and I was like, shit, if like a 50 mile per hour wind roll, there'd be a lot of damage property. I was going to say, there'd be a lot of stuff <laughs> flying around. You had all like, these tents, awnings, you know, like 
People weren't paying any attention. See, They're RV, just having a good time. An RV park during a football game is not where you want to be in a severe storm. No. With things blowing around. Well, very thankful. But good. It was a great day. And I also, uh, from a football standpoint, and that's obviously what the point and what we're going to get into, I was really glad that that team didn't have weather delays yesterday because they were finally getting some momentum. And I don't know how real it is, but I wouldn't want to go into the locker room for an hour and a half after you're throwing the ball like that and finally feeling kind of good about yourself. And, great point. Uh, they Listen, it, it, it got down to a score at the end. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. I think I think Mike Gundy deserves a lot of credit. We'll get into that uh, because we're going to talk about Iowa State's defense. But I don't know, Brent. The more I think about it, 24 hours out of this thing, like does this mean Iowa State has completely turned this thing around and going to win eight games? No, not the point here. But the the greater point I would make is I give Campbell and his staff a lot of credit. Uh, the you know, college football coaches, it never more apparent than this weekend, can be very stubborn individuals. Sure. And they can be very power-centric and power-hungry, and they don't listen to people. And for them to just do the 180 that they did in a week, I thought was really impressive. I mean, not just in football, but in business, in life, in, in, in relationships. Like, you have to be able to acknowledge when you're when something isn't working. And, and they most certainly did that. How will that translate in Norman? I don't know. Yeah. But I, I give them a lot of credit for the move that they made. For sure. And, and again, Matt gets gets criticized at times for not saying anything in his post game. I thought what he said in his post game yesterday was really good. It was his forthright. Yeah. It was his forthright as he's been in a long time. And I was really proud mm-hmm. of him for, for going the way he did. Yeah. So here's what Matt said after the game. He said, if you looked at the game last week, you're not disappointed with how we played. You're disappointed in some of the detail and the precision. I'm more disappointed in myself as a coach. And this is the, the, the money quote here. Afraid to cost us the game instead of going to win the football game. I feel like for our young team, it's about earning the right to go win the game rather than sitting back and trying not to screw the game up. And I thought that was really honest. It was like, here's why I was doing that is because I didn't want to lose the game for our guys by being too aggressive. I realized that probably wasn't the right approach. They have earned the right, specifically Rocco, to do what he did yesterday. And, I mean, no more call was was ballsy than me. Fourth and three, why don't you go for it? Yeah, and you're you down score seven. A touchdown on it, and you and you throw a straight up, you know, corner route. And yeah. the guy fell down, thankfully. But gosh, if that's if that's game one, I I, I would say it's not throwing the ball in fourth and three in that situation. There, there was right a, out. There I don't was know. another one too, where the it was the last possession of the game. They made two play calls that I thought were impressive. I, I didn't catch the third down call when I watched it the first time I did on the second, that naked boot to the left side where Rocco kept it. Like that's trusting him. That's trying to win the game. Right. Like yeah. that, if you, if he does that against Iowa, you get a first down. If you watch that playback. Okay. Now, now yep. forget that. Go to second down, second and 10, man. Like I was telling Connor Ferguson, who was sitting next to me in the press box. I was like, they're just going to run it three times. I thought they would too. And punt. Like, yep. and, and I, I told him, I was, I don't even know if that's the wrong call here. Honestly, like, and I, I know the whole play to win. Well, but that is playing to win with your defense, despite the fact that you've had a tough day, but like. You still trust yes, that secondary more than you trust anybody else. Yeah. I, I, I was, I was pro run the ball at that point. Yeah. And they threw it on they, second they down. Did. Like they, 
And Sanders said in the post game that was his fault. He should not have slid down because what what people need to realize, what he needed to realize, and it, it probably won't happen again. There's only there's what two forty left. Even if he goes out of bounds, there the clock keeps going. Mm-hmm. Clock doesn't stop till under two minutes. Uh, so that was a that was a strategic error on his part that he admitted when he slid down. I think if he tries and fight for yardage, he probably gets three to four more. Maybe he gets the first down. Then the game's over. But I just think you look at the totality of the offense, and I just went back and rewatched this afternoon. Chris, three of the four touchdowns came off of play action. Mm. And, and so when you when you start looking into, you know, we, we joke about the air raid, and, well, gosh, why is Iowa State even trying to run the ball? There still is a place for it. And and I think the, it ended up being 38 passes, 32 runs in the game. But uh, a lot of that stuff, uh, the Daniel Jackson two touchdowns were both on play action. Uh, Iowa State set up a lot of things off of motion in the backfield and some play action stuff. So that's where, even though you were not running the ball, you still didn't run the ball. It was with 2.7 yards per carry. It still has a place. Absolutely. I don't think you can just go five wide uh, like some may want and say, oh my gosh, Rocco's so good. No, but I, I you, think that they could be at a 75-80% throwing yeah, rate. I, <laughs> Let me point this out to you, okay? Um, this is where I, 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 I agree to disagree with you there. So I would make the argument now after yesterday, that we need to talk less about the average yards per carry. Yes. Because, again, the whole point of this is not to eliminate the run. It's to substitute it. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So the swing stuff. Yeah. Like the tight end. Think of it as as, think of it as an it's like a run up, but you're just you're not technically handing the ball off. But when you're when when you're Nate Shieldhouse and you're making the play call with a highly accurate quarterback, it's not a yeah. He has been a he's revelation. very accurate passer. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of Brock, really young in his career. Brock was completing 80 percent of that stuff. I'm Most, not saying he ends up being Brock, but like by the way, uh, Beck's three forty eight more than Purdy ever threw for as a freshman. Oh, there you go. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. That if if you're doing the true like what I'm proposing and have been. The rushing yards per carry means less because you're technically gaining more yards in these run substitutes. Sure. Now, let's talk about Eli Sanders. Yes. I thought Comes he was in and played really difference. well. Big time touchdown run. Norton, Norton did get hurt. Yes. Norton was in a sling on the sideline. They called it a stinger. Okay. Uh, what do I always tell you? Coaches lie. I'm not saying <laughs> well, I he didn't just, have. A, I, I he, saw with my two eyes. He was in a sling on the side. I, everybody saw it. I thought he dislocated his shoulder. Is what it looked like because it was just hanging there. But I'm not a doctor. I don't know. My my thing with with Sanders is he was phenomenal. Was he that good, Brent, or was the defense loosened up so much because you've thrown for 300 yards? That's my point, my friend. Yeah, is I did. Yeah. If you're throwing 75 percent. With these run substitutes, the run game is going to get better specifically because of that. Yeah, that's I think my it, whole point. And I think it did in the second half. And then you also look at Chris to your point. Uh, look at re- receptions. Nine. You had Sama had one, Sanders had two, Klotz had two, Dean had two. I mean, a lot of those were those little swing passes out of the backfield. So there's your run substitutes right there with those seven catches. And there's so, they continue to try and work Carson Hanson more into. Yeah, this he he, he was. Uh, he was a factor, and I thought Sama's one of the biggest plays of the game was that Sama catch out of the backfield um, was just a really well designed play. Iowa State ran some really good stuff, and that's why I, I'm was the most I was happy for. Obviously, the, the, the players because they had been a long couple of weeks, but for Nate Shieldhouse, me too. I thought I thought he was tremendous. 
I thought um, it was only his fourth game calling plays. He, he's already shown growth. Iowa State. Dude, I think he's going to be a hell of a coach. I, I, we just, just, I think he already is, but I think he's going to be a really Go back good and coach. watch some of the stuff we always we always complain about. Iowa State never seems to have anybody just running wide open. There were like eight guys yesterday that were running wide open. Now, is that Oklahoma State or is that Iowa State? I, I will to be determined. There, there's this, always a combination yeah, of both. Yeah. But, but you just, some of those play calls were really well done. And it's not like these guys were, not like Beck was just fitting in tight windows. Some of these guys, Jalen Noel had another great game. So kudos to him. He's gotten some eight some catches, pressure. 146 yards and a touchdown. He was the difference in the first half. So it's just a lot of positive things that, as Matt has said, and Matt's not lying, he's like he likes the young talent, and these guys are getting, in his words, getting the right to be more aggressive, and you'll see it again next week. Yeah, my favorite part of the box score, nine players caught passes, which was just awesome. Uh, Noel Jackson and Bramer at eight, six, and four. For Iowa State. Did, was there a drop? I don't remember. Noel had one. Noel had one drop. Yeah, he, he did had the one drop. He yep. did have one. Uh, that was the only one that I remember seeing, though. So, no, it was a really, really good day. And, again, like I I noted early on, you know, they're they're just like last week. They're, they're not a great rushing offensive line. No, never going to be. Correct. So, you make adjustments. They did. Now there'll be a big adjustment phase to the next game because you're not going to surprise anybody with this. That's a fact. And Oklahoma's got one of the great defensive minds in the history of college and, football as its head coach. And they have been awesome this year on defense. Yes. Yeah, so next week is going to be a really stiff challenge. But I still, like, that was a big step forward for Iowa State. And then, you know, you just, you got the, I knew what they wanted their identity to be, but it 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 didn't translate like it, you know what I mean, and that's and that's where you got to give kudos. Is like they they've been stubborn in the past. They chose to address it, and that's all you can ask for, and it worked. Yeah, they had an answer. Now there's going to be more questions. See if they have answers for the next questions. Yeah, and, and that's it, what that's that changes the the great staffs from the good staff. Great challenge next week. Huge with, challenge. You go into a hostile environment, and you know this Oklahoma team like. Despite what we might think, their fans think that they're back in the national title yep. type conversation. Undefeated. And they're going to be pissed. Yep. You know, they, they're going to be pissed. All these Texas and Oklahoma fans, like, they hate everybody right now. They do. It's going to be a great challenge. Well, I want to talk about the defense. We'll do that here coming up. We'll get into our Wiffle Cybrids Big 12 segment as well. And we'll play against the point spreads presented by our friends at WebWise. That's all coming up. I want to thank our buddy Colin Newell. Colin Newell Insurance part of Farm Bureau Financial Services. I'd like you to Google Colin Newell. That's one L. Don't do it with two L's. Colin gets very defensive of that. In his first name. Yes. Two in his last name. Two in his last name. One in his first name. Colin Newell, uh, former center at Iowa State, and he can protect you just like he did Brock Purdy for all of those years. Uh, He's also a co-host of Football and Random Things on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network with Jeff Woody and Connor Ferguson. They will air earlier this early this week. The uh, offensive line was, you know, a lot going on there. Moved a lot, a lot of guys lot around. Of guys. Brendan Black paid, played a lot as a true freshman, as mentioned on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast on Wednesday. Yep, he did. And um, there played okay. Boy, I make the point, too, that getting Rimsburg back is going to be like a huge free agent signing in the middle of the year. 
because I'm not Two I'm more not going to be rude to anyone, but there's a certain like tackle that just seems to really be struggling out there, and I think that Rimsburg is going to be a huge plus in the second half of the season. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting how quickly he gets gets in there. I think yeah. you is it right it's away? His last year, it, let him yeah. play. I know he hasn't played. Hasn't played. He was injured yeah. for that's good most that's of good last point. year, so he hasn't played. Faced live contact in a while, but yeah, it's. That's going to help, and I in that second half, I think Iowa State found a little something with with Eli Sanders that they kind of got rid of the lower developing things, and they just said Eli just run it fast. They they got him on the edge a couple of times, which is great, and perhaps with this offensive line, you're not going to move people, you're not going to create massive holes, so just try and beat him to the punch. And I thought Iowa State did a nice job of that in the second half with Eli Sanders and who good kid. Like that's another one you're happy for. Scored his first touchdown as a Cyclone yesterday. Has been here, could have left, could have chased something else because he got buried on the depth chart a little bit, even though he was a highly touted kid coming from Arizona, but stuck it out. Uh, awesome dude, and, and happy to see him get in the board, get on the board as well. Yeah, the offensive line in general. Was go and listen to the Ben Bruns Cyclone Sunday on Iowa Everywhere. Really interesting stuff. Ben has a way of watching that position that. Guys like us just can't and, – and, and despite some of the results not being there, Ben swears up and down that they are being coached and he's seeing progress on a weekly basis. Go and listen to that. Yeah, I, I I'm, thought, I'm not even going to try and put no. words in his mouth because it's he's so much smarter than I am, but I think it's really worth everybody's time. Worth noting, one sack through four games that the offensive yeah. line has allowed. So they're – and and that also means some of those running backs and you know the tight ends and you know it's not they're, they're struggling run blocking specifically that zone run blocking scheme but they're taking care of the quarterback and, and then I would also and Rocco gets rid of it he does it's it it it, it has worked with that with this now but you're right now people are going to send additional questions mm-hmm. at him they're probably going to come after Beck a little bit more um, can I just get pop a run or two when they do and then also uh, kudos to special teams maybe the cleanest game they played in a while. No issues. Yeah, speaking of our podcasting, uh, Mahoney gave a phenomenal breakdown of the special teams last week yeah, on were, their on their podcast. Like they were, it, they it, were money Saturday, it, and really like it. I mean, it, Contreras is part of it, but he he hasn't like missed these kicks. It's been more like the holds and the snaps and and that stuff, which can really screw with you as a kicker. So go and listen to that if you're into the special teams thing. I want to thank our friends here. The Colin Newell read got turned into a segment. Yeah, thanks, Colin. Thanks, Colin. Colin loves special you. teams too. Our uh, our buddies and our our friends over at the Iowa State University Foundation, and uh, actually just got an, another uh, thank you note from my uh, donation to the School of Veterinary Medicine. Well, that's I nice speak from Forever True Day, uh, which comes up in uh, at the start of every year. But what we want to do is spread our cyclone spirit. It's important to be a well-rounded cyclone. And support your Iowa State Cyclone community, wherever that may be. Maybe you're uh, into the School of Engineering, you're an alum, or you're a school of our, one of our friends at the Ivy College of Business. Show your Cyclone spirit. Be loyal and forever true. Be part of something bigger. Check out MoveWhatMatters.com. The defense gives up over 400 yards yeah. for the first time in over 18 games. Really a perplexing um Performance there, didn't see it coming. Watching the game back, it makes more sense to me. You had a lot of linebackers out of position as far as angles go. 
that they're having a hard time with contain. Uh, this has been a thing a uh, couple times this year now. Yep. I think that Verdone being there would have definitely kept the first big play from happening. And I give Mike Gundy credit. He found mismatches in that um, spot. And I mean, Caleb Bacon taking on a slot. Yeah, that was, like that's that, tough. That was, a, that was a win for Gundy. There. Yeah. That's what they, that's why he, a lesser paid. offensive mind doesn't. And I, th- Bowman, yeah. Bowman had, well, there's two play. He, I thought Bowman played well. I mean that, that ball, the couple, the ball that he threw over Bacon was a phenomenal ball. Yes. And a couple of those receivers made some big time plays. But Bowman also made what I think was the biggest mistake in the game, turned into the biggest play of the game. That game's 20-17. to 17. Oklahoma State's driving midway through the third quarter, and he tries to force one, and Bo Freeler um, turns. If you go watch that again, turns and makes a phenomenal play. He was matched up man-to-man, uh, had to turn his head around, and he absolutely just won the battle, got the interception. Iowa State goes down and score, and what turned into a 50-50 game, Iowa State really took control from there. So that's where... You know, when Matt keeps coming in and says, I, I want to, you know, I was playing not to lose the last couple of weeks. That's what can happen. That's that's where the mentality comes from. But, again, Iowa State, for the second game this year, doesn't have a turnover. Guess what? When they don't have a turnover, they're 2-0. and Yeah, they usually win. They're, so that's they win the turnover battle 2 to nothing. That ends up being the difference in the game. That play, that sequence. Um, but I thought, I mean, yeah, the, the, the bad angle on the first long run, and uh, there the are a couple matchup. of bad angles throughout the game. And like, I don't know, like to me, I just, I tweeted this right after the game where everybody was, you know, everybody always has something to complain about. I'm like, oh, of I, course. I trust John Haycock, you know, more than my own kids. Like he, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this guy is, especially that they have players. It, this isn't 10 years ago where you're looking at it and you know, they Opposition's consistently gashing you for eight yards a carry. Where you just you don't got the dudes. They got dudes, but they've these are young linebackers and they're they're getting taught a few lessons right now. Yeah, and I think if you if you can't do it, but if you take that seventy yard run away, it ended up being about two yards a carry for Oklahoma State. Yeah, no, you're right. So you're just, it, it wasn't that bad. Now, and I would, you know, I thought Gundy Gundy called a really good game. They finally stuck with one quarterback, but. I'm um can I make the I'm point? not alarmed by the Iowa State defense. Can I make the point too that you know we we broke broke it down all week as important of a game as it is for Iowa State. That was a desperate Oklahoma State team. They got Iowa State got their best shot. Now Absolutely. they're bad. Like I think Ohio's better than that team, believe it or not. Ohio just kicked the crap out of somebody else on yeah, Saturday. I think Ohio wins they, 10 games they might this win year. win 10 games. So whatever. Uh not yeah. point, but my 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 point is I think that Oklahoma State is 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 not very good. This they they were on Iowa State State schedule at the perfect time, yes. But Iowa State took a better shot from them than they're probably going to give anyone else the rest of the year. Sands maybe Oklahoma at the end of the season. Yeah, and then Oklahoma State gets up seven nothing, and I think a lot of people in that stadium go, "Oh boy, oh boy, here we go again." Uh, and that was another big drive for Rocco and the offense. You get down seven nothing, you really haven't been doing anything on offense, and you drive it seventy five yards, convert on that fourth and three. And uh, could argue that was the most important series Iowa State's had in a while. If they don't convert fourth and three there, oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But thankfully, Jalen made made the play. Rocco made the play, and uh, the rest is history. Now felt like Vaughn too. He yeah, he was not a hundred percent. Yeah, I I think he struggled and gets better. And so here's the one thing on the defensive side. 
they're gonna have to figure out how to get more pressure. Correct. Just they just don't. They're not getting there yet. Now, Iziagu played a lot more in the second half. Maybe he starts I, getting more I, snaps. That would be a guy I have circled. Um, and it's it's nothing against Peterson or and and Onyedim was really quiet yesterday. I don't know. You know, he was in I, there. I would make the argument that he's getting held every play, like Will McDonald yeah. used to. So they need somebody else there because Orange and Onyedim are starting to get all the attention. They need somebody else to slip in there and well, make some plays. They actually had, you know, who made a couple big plays as a de facto defensive end was Caleb Bacon. Yeah, came in there and played well. Now he had the one mistake on the you know the guy I fault, but. kind of fell in love with, and he only played a few snaps. Is that John Tez Williams? Yeah, he's dude. He's a he's, he's a dude a player. And then no, number he's n- like he's pretty freaking good. Like I, he looks like a guy. Right. Well, did I, you know that he didn't have another offer out of? High school. Williams did. 31 out there. Yeah. For those people who don't know him, 31. 31. He, he came in the last they, couple of series. He played a bunch of dudes again there. I mean, that's the good thing. It's a guy, I, Tashawn James played a bunch. Well, it was a, it was a chess number move nine, by... Number 19. I was like, who is Deshaun James? But he he looked the part. I don't know. Is Deshaun, somebody, is Deshaun James on on scholarship? Anyway. Well, it he should, might be you know. <laughs> it's kind of your thing. I don't think he is. But he came, he played a bunch of snaps yesterday at the safety spot. So I would say continues to work guys in. I think that's why that defense has remained so consistent is because from one year to the next, these guys get a bunch of reps. So it's, it. you know, yeah, you don't want to give up 27 to Oklahoma State, but it... I'm not as concerned about the defense. Certainly felt like uh, one of those games, too. And I don't get this. I mean, I get it to a certain extent, but like, it's almost like when the when the offense moves, the defense, that happens in football. It's a weird thing in these low-scoring games, the defense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yep. this, it's like the... Tashawn is a scholar. I apologize, Tashawn. He is a scholarship. You know what I I liked about it, though? Like, how many years and how many games have we seen in the Campbell era where the defense picks up the offense, it feels like? And yesterday it was the opposite. The defense gives up the big play. And, you know, we saw this like K-State last year. There's one big play the defense gives up. One bad play. And then your light's out the rest of the game. Well, the offense kept picking up the defense yesterday. Yep. Like the defense, you know, has a bad series, whatever. Offense Good goes point. down there, re-grabs the lead. And that, not that they're having locker room problems. I don't believe they are, but. Man, like that—that that had to be good for team camaraderie too. I would think for sure. Like, that was a great team win. Yeah, yeah. I think that's you just everybody feels good after that one because the defense knows now nah, we didn't play our best, but we we got help. Yeah, like, and they, they got don't some feel t- like takeaways. Yep. Should have had two. Special teams was good. Made a couple kicks. Perkins was good again. Just pretty clean. Penalties weren't really a concern. So it's one of those games where you look back on you go, okay, we can do this. Now it's only Oklahoma State. Huge test. Oklahoma's playing as good as anybody right now. You could argue, have they played anybody? And I think that's the question this week that will start popping up. Iowa State's going to catch them at an interesting time. I still don't know what Cincinnati is. They are. Oklahoma's a very confident team, but uh, Texas looms on the other side of Iowa State. That's a great spot. I agree. That's a great spot. I would... uh... I'm not giving out gambling advice, but... And nobody has really... Oklahoma's not been in any type of... Now, they were in a game for the first half yesterday, but everything else has been... You know, they've been winning by two, three, four touchdowns. Hey, uh, real quick, go get the new bottle of Cody Road, the new Cyclone Fanatic bottle that's out. It's gold. It's it's phenomenal. Shout out to my guy, Steve Kemp, uh, one of our good buddies. He brought me a... My, I haven't seen it yet, and he brought me a bottle last night of the new Cyclone Cele- Fanatic. Cody celebrated Road. accordingly. We did. One yeah. and oh, baby. Celebrated and we the bottle. watched the end of that uh, Iowa-Penn State game. Oh, boy. 
That was uh, an interesting game. Uh, real quick, a little fun fact for you. Okay. This is a good thing, or could be a bad thing, depending on how you look at it. Iowa State is 1-0 in the Big 12 for just the third time in the last 20 years. Wow. The others, 2020, made it to the Big 12 championship okay. game. Okay. And uh, the other one was 2015. And Iowa State rolled up Kansas in the first game and then kind of struggled the rest of the Was week. that Campbell's first year? That was 14 Rhodes. was his first year. Nope. 16 was his 16 first. was his first year. That was Rhodes' last year. It was 15. Yep. So, okay. three, uh, 1-0. Doesn't happen a lot. I mean, Iowa State, even in the Campbell era, has been up against it a lot of times. So, to start 1-0, that's a fresh start. That's really cool. Yep. That's really cool. Celebrate. Really kind of ticks me off about the Ohio game. Have but a, we're, yeah, not, I know. I know. They like, could be 3-1 right now. One. You know, you really look at it. But Cheers whatever. I'm not going to be that guy. Don't be that I guy. give credit where it's due. and not going to look the game. back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. Uh, we do thank our friends at Wiffles Hybrids for sponsoring our Big 12 segment each and every week. It is uh, harvest season, Brent. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was going to be uh, harvest season this staying fast, but... Uh, the, the rain was very helpful this week. Yeah. We well, a lot of it. And uh, I good. This will be a busy uh, upcoming weekend for Iowa State farmers who are going to be out in the fields with uh with with harvest yep. and the and the road game and and all that good stuff. But we appreciate our friends at Wiffles Hybrid. They are fiercely independent and a proud supporter of everything we do here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. They bring us our Big 12 segment each and every week during the football season. I saw their sign that around Jack Trice. Yeah, I did it too. made me it made me happy. It made me proud. Oklahoma that opponent Iowa State gets next week 20 to 6 winners over Cincinnati. The uh, I I have not watched this game yet. Full disclosure, the game was not that close. It certainly didn't feel like it. I had it on for a while. Uh, Cincinnati was able to pass for two thirty five. They rushed for three point eight yards per carry, but they turned it over in bad spots a couple times. I I don't know. I don't know what Cincinnati is. I I don't really believe I think Oklahoma is a solid top 25 team I agree I don't think they're a top 10 team yeah and the numbers say they are right now but I do the competition is the question well I mean like Dylan Gabriel yesterday he he goes for 322 but he's averaging eight yards per completion like they're not this explosive unit that you kind of got used to during the Lincoln Riley years it's a little bit different and and but where they are better is defensively Defense. they have they were a laughing stock last year. They are now. This is this is. I mean, this is hard to this is hard to argue with, right? And it's four games, and again, one of them was a just complete laugher in their opener. Where they played like 
Dennis in Schleswig High School or somebody. What are you taking shots at the Hawkeye 10? Uh, so unbelievable. Wasn't much of a comp. But, Chris, they are right now. They're fourth in offense at 46.8 points per game and third in defense at 8.5 points per game allowed. They are first in the country in point differential, and it's not even close. But that's is it them? Is it the, the competition? Well, they level? had a seventy-three to nothing win against Denison. Yeah, <laughs> or it was Arkansas State actually. But uh, but that's that helps. Under, you're going to get some hate mail. From no, Denison. Den- I like Denison. I love I love that. I love that golf course. Really great golf course over there. So, yeah, but it's an interesting spot. I, what is the point spread? I haven't even looked. It can is, I guess? Yeah, I'm going to guess fourteen. So. I, I put out at about midnight last night. I always like to look at because I, I keep my own power ratings. Yeah. And I, I pegged it at 14 and a half to 16. Okay. Open at 20. Whew. Okay. That's interesting. I thought Iowa State would pick up a few points. That is interessante. Okay. Well, that's no. Uh... It did immediately get bet down to eighteen. Okay, well, so that's a lot. That's a lot of points. That's yeah. that's a lot of points for yeah. Immediately, for Iowa State's defense. Circa for sure. Circa opened it at eighteen, uh, but the opening line somewhere else was at twenty. And again, I you think look, DraftKings was the yeah. first one to get one out there, and it was at twenty. You look at their point differential, and you go, "Well, these guys are as good as it gets." I just it was the game in Ames was pretty competitive last year. Oklahoma State ends up pulling away late. Uh, Gabriel's been good. He's Iowa a, he's State a wise was guy. Not helped last night with Iowa either, like with power oh, ratings. Oh my goodness! Because that what a mess. losing to that team, like with that offensive rating that Iowa has, like is going to impact everybody. They played up twenty points to them. Yeah, that's honestly like Iowa State's defensive power rating dropped a bunch yesterday because of the game, and then what and, Iowa and did. what Iowa did. Yeah, so that's. I can okay, now. I, I, if I do the math now, I get it. Because I mean, what you did offensively is not enough to make up for your three games prior. Yeah, and you actually got drugged down. So Iowa State, in a weird yeah. way, Vegas probably looks at Iowa State worse today than it did yesterday. Yeah, probably just on aggregate. Anyway, because, but no, I think it's a good spot for Iowa State. Obviously, Oklahoma's favored by eighteen points for a reason. Which yeah, and when I did my power rating last night, and this is why I'm not a professional. I didn't think about the Iowa thing impacting it, and then I just thought, like, oh, the offense is better. I didn't know, like, oh, well, the defense gave up six yards of play or yeah. so whatever he, it was. And here's the thing with Oklahoma. Their biggest growth, the offensively, so last year they scored 33 a game, which was 33rd nationally, but they gave up 30, which was 100th nationally. They're now third in defense. That is a huge, huge growth. Has Venables turned the corner there, or has the competition been average? Um, I think it's I, both. I think it's probably a little bit of both. I still, I was talking with um, Jack Whitford and we were walking back after Cyclone Reaction yeah. last night and we were discussing like how many more years is Venables there? Like I'd still put the number at 1.5 because I, I think they're going to go 9-3 and three this year or 10-2 and two maybe. Like everybody's like, oh, that's good. And then they're going to get to the SEC and go 7-5 and five, and it's going to get really loud that's really fast. Interesting. Yeah. That's my theory. Uh, and so, so they go, they do Iowa State, and then they get Texas, then a bye, game, bye week. So, and this is a night game in Norman. Remember, they always complain down there that they don't like the 11 a.m.ers. Like those 11 a.m. Uh, congratulations, kicks. you got your uh, 7 o'clocker here, Oklahoma fans. But I think I, this is a great spot for Iowa State. No one's going to pick you to win. No, no, I, uh, I like got, it. You got a young, hungry team I, ready, to, ready to prove people wrong. It's actually perfect for Haycock, too, because you, you won. 
Absolutely. He didn't have this great defensive performance. He can teach, and people will listen. And I like those, that. For those secondary guys, they're going to hear all week how good these Oklahoma receivers are. Yeah, and this is a good challenge. And this is a good challenge. Miles Gabriel. Purchase wasn't great. I'd like he, to see his yeah, rating. He, he, he had a tough day for him. Yeah, he, he was. he's had better games. Yeah, he's but I'm, I'm still like it. It's not a deal where I worry about Miles Purchase and, and, and him going forward. Uh, TCU, I, I still don't know who they are. Uh, 34-17 winners over SMU. That's a good win. That's a good win. Yeah. Yeah, they've been playing better. Uh, Kansas beats BYU in BYU's Big 12 opener, 38-27. Game went exactly kind of how I thought you know, it would. It's interesting. If you look at all the power stuff in the, the analytical folks, Iowa State and Kansas are almost right next to each other. Uh, in the power ratings. Now, one team's record is significantly better. Well, I'll, but I'll tell you, I feel a lot better about that matchup now than I did two weeks ago. I, I think I was, I, they can I, score on those guys. That's my thing, Brent. I was like, eventually you're going to have to score. Like, you can't beat everybody. I, I, I could not envision Iowa State's defense holding Kansas to seven points. And now you look at it and you're like, okay. You got a shot now. Maybe one thirty eight thirty five. Yeah. That, that defense for Kansas is not good. It's just not. I was really surprised, and and good job West Virginia, uh, twenty to thirteen winners. Yeah, tough. That was a big letdown spot after the backyard brawl. Uh, now our, our guy Tyler Shock is out for the year. He went down. Oh, did he? Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, he's he's done. So you're looking at a backup quarterback now. And I always say he doesn't get to play them this year. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, so they're one and three. Uh, Neil Brown is. Um, Claiming to keep He's his kicking. job. Yeah, I, well, it's, it's trending that way. Houston uh, got a non-com win against Sam Houston. And then what I what I thought was the most interesting Big 12 game of the day, uh, I got to give uh, props to Kansas State. I, I I thought they had a real – they were banged up, but most of those guys ended up playing. Uh, but Kansas State at Giddens, the running back, four touchdowns, 207 out of nowhere. yards. Like he, so he was yeah. not recruited really at all. Yeah, just out of nowhere. So shout out to Kansas State because they probably a little bit of an eye opener for UCF no too. No question. And right? the question for them was, can they handle the physicality? The answer in test one was no. K State ran at them all day, couldn't stop it. And that there lies the they, that's where these teams. Same with BYU, couldn't stop the run either. It's it's one thing when you're you you get a physical game or two, and everybody else wants to spread you out. It's when you're facing these big big fellows every single week. That's uh, that's that that that's what. It, Gets you tested, just and then for, Texas just destroyed Baylor. Oh yeah, I forgot that one because it was just, just destroyed. Baylor. Just a bad game. Baylor, I is he going to get fired? I don't know. It is. It is not going great down in Waco for Mister Aranda. It's wild. That is cr- it is a precipitous drop. It was that game was not was a non competitive game. How are they that bad? Con- I don't know. I don't understand it. it and because they won the Big Twelve two years. Yeah, ago. I know. Totally, I I have completely bizarre. botched it, and I overvalued Aranda. I thought he was oh, much better. Well, than this. you're not alone. Yeah, they okay. so they yeah. It'd be interesting to see where Baylor heads from here, and that's the thing. You look at this, and you go, "Gosh, can Iowa State go four and four the rest of the way? Maybe. The Big Twelve. Ah. I I mean, I think they're three and one, or maybe four and zero oh if they run the air raid <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. so, and again, it's not like a true air raid. No, like we're we're kidding, but like. You, but you had to learn. Like you, yeah. the I, problem I, is there's no non-conference. Correct. So you you don't know what you have until you you play the game. There is a really interesting post on. At least on you're our, not Brian Ferentz on our board. 
about that. I, I don't know if it was on the premium board or the free board or what, but the one of our posters is he made me think about it. He's like, to be honest, like he goes, these non-con games now like are kind of meaningless to me. Is is how he was writing, but like they're not because you need them to get the you need to win bowls postseason yeah. and all that stuff. But I I understood his point. Like his general point was that like I, I don't know. No, you, I, I mean. You, they, they're not meaningless. That's a bad word, but he was saying, like, really, it, what you're pointing out, like, it's it's kind of an exhibition to get to the conference. You don't know what you have until you you, you play the other team, and you know you look at Iowa State, and it, Iowa State played five freshmen on offense yesterday. That's crazy. Becht, Sama, that's Hansen, hard to do. Bramer, it's really Black. hard to do. Yeah, five freshmen, and that's why there's gonna be there's gonna be pain. Like th- this isn't done. And I don't want you guys coming to me wanting to fire Nate Shieldhouse that they only put up 13 against Oklahoma next week. Well, yeah, I, it, but I know you, you will. Know, it's going to happen. But <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't. I know you will, but like th- this isn't over with. Like yeah. there's going to be growing pains here. But I hope that you can see. Like I, I responded to a guy on Twitter during the game yesterday. He's like, oh, I didn't know we had this talent at wide receiver. I'm like, Yeah, we. You always did. But they have to have it in space to be able to do some stuff, and they did yesterday. And look, they're pretty good athletes. They're, they got guys. Yeah, they've got athletic players. Yep. Yep. Now you got to put them in the right spot. But he, so then the question is, how do you? And I think this is this is where I appreciate at least the willingness to try something different. Yeah. Is you don't know what you have until you play, and I would say clearly did not could not run the ball. So you switch it up and uh, until the next test. By the way, winning games is a lot more fun than losing games. Uh, the the Acadie Sacks just hits different. It just hits it different. It does. That that victory beverage tastes a lot better. Where were you at? Why did you leave last night? You I, were gone before I even got off the air. Kids were not. You had a camper. Why would you leave if you long, have a camper? Well, it's a long story that you don't want to hear. Try webwise and webwise. TryWebWise.com. <laughs> Brockman came over. We, me, me and Brockman were drinking by ourselves uh, with Kelderman at about midnight last night watching that USC game. Were you sitting in the Amish benches? <laughs> we were not. We were at my no. my rig. Those are still available, by the way, if people want to inquire. Well, they were just sitting there. <laughs> they could have been stolen. <laughs> Trustworthy people. I'm looking forward to, the, to, to these lines this week. I have not looked at a thing. WebWise Solutions. I use them for all my clients at 712 Media. These guys are diehard Iowa Staters. They're nuts. These guys are sickos. Adam and Kevin, they would have been the sickos that would have been there in a tornado yesterday. I was kind of hoping for that. New chapter of the book, by the way. Sicko games. Oh, what's the best one? Well, Mm. I reckon it was the Paul Rhodes game against Kansas. like. When it was That's like up there. 10 below. The Tech game last year was maybe the worst I've sat. I didn't even go. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, but that one, so actually Dr. Warmy from McFarland Clinic. Yeah. He came over to my camper on Friday night, and we were, we were talking about sicko games. And Drake. Oh, God. Drake's the ultimate sicko game. That right? was, that. that's hard to top. I feel like. Yeah, I wasn't around We're just yet. Pretend that game didn't. I wasn't happen. around yet, but wouldn't UConn in 2002 be into that category? Yeah, that game wasn't even on TV. Oh, you lost. In I've explained how that happened, conditions. right? Like I had just become an Iowa State. I was a commit. Yeah, I was a hard commit. Yeah, you know, and I, 
I was given a my first Cyclone T-shirt by my parents. Is like, a, hey, congratulations, you got into college. We didn't think you could ever do this. <laughs> and coming from I the felt, Academy, it's, it's, I felt so dirty because I was an Iowa fan. Yep. And I sat down for the first time in my life to root for Iowa State, and I like. I had to physically try and do it, like, <laughs> like a and it was that, it. it was that damn humanitarian bowl. Ugh, Boise. Yeah. So glad I did it, Bloom. Look at me now. I'm thriving. It's like you 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 switched to the air raid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went from that sicko stuff to the, the air, air raid. raid. Yeah. Look at you. Look at me now. You may still be rooting for Brian Ferris. Oh my God. I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. I want to be here, baby. All right, trywebwise.com. Good week of games again. Website building, they do it all. (sighs) Give me a second. Cincinnati at BYU, Friday night at 8 o'clock. Oh, we got a Friday evening, Big 12-er. BYU, 8. 3. Oh. Really? BYU's overrated. I think Cincinnati is too. Yeah, I don't think either team's very good, yeah. frankly. I'm going to Cincinnati, by the way. Did I tell you that? Did you already like book everything? Yeah, I'm get pretty much figured out. Yeah. I thought you were going to incorporate me in. Well, that. if you want to go, why would you just do it and not? Well, like, take, send take me a my, text. I'm taking my wife, unless you want to be in the same hotel room. I thought you wife. and me were going. Well, then she wanted to go, and I kind of had to take her. And you just did this without even talking to me? Because I was planning on going with you. Go with us. I'll find your room. I don't know if I want to now. Am I a bad friend that I didn't tell you that? Yeah. That's a really shitty thing to do. (laughs) Because I thought we were going together. I thought we were going to drive, have a boys weekend. Sorry. I thought, and I honestly thought the wives were staying back. (sighs) What the hell happened? Again, one of those weekends. UAB at Tulane. Trent Dilfer's the coach at UAB. Do you know they that? suck. They're not good. Uh, t- t- Tulane, 23. Willie Fritz is top five coach in college football. <laughs> 21 points. That's right on it. Willie Fritz, Oklahoma State. I don't want that to happen. It'd be really hard for me. Actually, I'm a Tulane guy, not a Fritz guy. Okay. I'll support the Green Wave Perfect. through thick and thin. I did not fly my Tulane flag either. Oh, you did not? I didn't want to put up my flagpole in case there was a tornado. I swear to God. <laughs> Kansas at Texas. Oh. Oh, man. Texas, 18. 17 and a half. Well done, son. Thank you. Thank you. Baylor at Central Florida. Oof. Oof. UCF, 13. 11. Doing well today. Thank you. Houston at Texas Tech. Oh, man. Quarterback drama. We got drama here still. Tech 10. Exactly. It's your best week of the year by it's, far. I'm, I'm, I'm finally hitting my groove here. It's it's still like, I think it's hard with all these new Big 12 teams. Yeah, we're getting used to them. But I'm getting them in line here. Laser beams. <laughs> Where in the hell are all the Big 12 games? West Virginia at TCU. Huh. TCU 10. Nine and a half. 
mess with me, Vegas. That's it. Okay, that's a decent little little Saturday. Let me make what's sure the, I didn't miss anything. What's the best game of the weekend? What is the best my, game of the weekend? My guy Prime fell on his face. Your guy Prime. Jesus. Listen to this. <laughs> um, see that. Friday night's a good one. Utah at Oregon State. Oh, that's fun. Friday night. Uh, we've got USC Colorado. Um, that line's got to be I, like 20. Michigan at Nebraska, if you're into that sort of thing. I'm not. LSU at Ole Miss. I like that. It's a good game. Uh, Notre Dame at Duke. That's Hassel's game. Oh, weird. How about Ryan Day oh losing God. his mind on Lou Holtz? <laughs> is this is this what we're doing now? It just shows, though, like how that... nuts all these coaches are. Yes. They will look for anything to like find us a slight. Was he serious or is that like manufactured? No, did you watch it? He looked serious. He was pissed. Yeah. Is it recruiting tactic? Because he used the whole Ohio versus the world thing again. And that gets really tiresome because, like, Ohio has as much talent as anybody. It's like, I, yeah, I, like, I, Ohio has every advantage known to man. Correct. They're you rich. Can't, you can't play the underdog card ever. It's like uh, the Chiefs. When you have Mahomes saying nobody believed in us, it's like, yeah, we did. We all did. We all believed in you, Patrick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're good, man. We never thought now there Taylor's, was a problem. Now Taylor Swift believes in you, too. All right. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday. Title Nine is recording this week as well. Uh, we've got all of our normal shows, the uh, kicking it. We've got football and random things. I don't think I'm missing anything. Williams and Bloom Wednesday, and then our show where we pick the games with Nebraska Furniture Mart. What are you doing this weekend? Are you going to Norman with your wife and didn't invite me? <laughs> not. I will watch the game with you. Where do you want to watch it? Here. Okay. I got a 75-inch projector, baby. Okay, let's, what's on the second and the third screens? Uh, whatever. whatever uh, well, I got to have uh, dirt weight models on one. I think you just have the Air Raid <laughs> just the siren on Alexa just... ready to go. Let's do it's, that. Yeah. Should stream it. Put it on the internet for people to watch. No, actually, that'd be. I have. Well, we're we're going to do that. We have the capability to do that now. I don't think this Saturday is probably a good night to do it because of my kid situation. But we will do that at some point. Hey, welcome to the air raid era of Iowa State football. We are uh, just going to let you guys in. I'm going to play this for like (laughs) 30 seconds here at the end because we're so damn proud of the air raid era. Uh, Have a great week. Cheers. (laughs) 